I'm the author of Living Without Fear and the co-publisher of Inspire Journey and the book writing expert. I help you overcome your fears in life and writing your book. I offer a course called Believe You Can Write and I support you with one-on-one coaching. Get in touch with me if you need help or order my self-help book Living Without Fear on Amazon. And please share this podcast with a friend who you know needs to hear this episode. And why not giving this podcast a five-star review so that many more people will find this episode. And today I'm so excited to have Anita Zaffer from Switzerland with me. She is one of the 31 authors of the Amazon bestseller Inspired Journeys. She was born in Iran where she lived for the first 17 years of her life and where she studied fine art. Later, she moved to Europe and obtained her bachelor's degree along with a master's in chemical engineering. She began a practice of meditation with Deepak Chopra and studied heart math in the US. Today, she teaches meditation and intuitive painting in her business, Tree of Life. Using spiritual practices and coaching techniques, her participants enjoy meditation, relaxation, and the process of creation that allows self-healing and inner discovery. Welcome to the show, dear Anita. Thank you so much, Esther, for having me, for inviting me in this heartwarming and, can I say, cozy and familiar Nice. Yeah, let's start right with the first question I love to ask. What has been your turning moment in life? That's a very interesting question. I think we have all some point that's helped us to turn our life, right? If I think some of them, my move to Italy when I was 17, a lot. And after that, the moment that, so the second turning point was the moment that I realized, hey, I need to change my vision. And the last point until now, because (laughs) I hope that life continues. So the third point was that uh, when I focused on relationship and I came out of a toxic relationship and I decided to again change my inner world in order to attract the relationship that i want in my life and you did you attracted it it worked yeah yeah that is very interesting we were talking also chatting a little bit before starting the podcast right it became really my slogan change your inner world and the outer world will transform magically you know it is not some um something that is not um let's say tangible so when we start to working in our inner let's say inner world inner values our vision will transform right and then the possibilities and the people that we meet the action that we take and our thoughts you know will change so enormously that it makes it obvious 
that our outer world, outer reality change, right? So it's a sequence of, it is very scientifical actually. So it is very, um, very normal for me that by changing a step by step, how we think, how we act, then our reality change days by days. And it takes time, right? It's not one day thing. So we need to be patient with ourselves. Yes, <clears throat> very beautifully said, patience. Huh? But just let's go back to, to Anissa at 17, just to get to know you a little bit. How was your world, your inner and your outer world back then? Um, good question. So I'm coming from a very spiritual, right? Um, I think that I had my good basis of my faith, you know, faith meaning in a general term that I'm kind of protected, you know, the universe will help me if I ask for help. So my family gave that and also kind of inner love to me. So I left my family and my country and moved and I had these two um, gifts that I brought with myself right um it was kind of um I, I don't know if I can call it shock or maybe not I was so uh drawn by my studies you know by integration that sometimes I even didn't have time to think about how Anissa is feeling right how am I feeling I was so busy by doing right and uh, I think what has helped at least in that years was my praying and kind of my meditation practice and knowing that I'm protected and good people come on my way. And it was actually, right? So if I look back, I'm like, oh my God, how many good people came in my life and helped me in that, let's say, first three years of me moving there in university, neighbors, people, and yeah, so that was a big, let's say, asset that I had with me. From the other side, not asking myself how you are going and working on, let's say, longing for the family and having that sadness, right, brought me later to start um, feeling like a victim, right, that I moved out of my family because I had to, because I couldn't study in Iran, because I was not allowed, right? So I had then a start to work with that, to transform that, that version of me that it is not victim, it's a choice that you have done and it's opportunity, right? And see how you can inspire others, how you can work on it, to heal it first for yourself, right? Because uh, if you haven't worked on it for yourself, then you cannot start to transfer it. So it was kind of a, healing dance right to reflect and go okay, what is happening and then come out and see how you how you see the world and how you see yourself and your position world and change does it make sense <laughs> yes it does absolutely and how did painting help you on your journey oh my god it was always with me so um i start uh, when i was 13 going to the school of um, painting in Iran and uh, 
it was a school that was not only about painting self it was a school that uh, i enjoyed teachers amazing professor that i had to teach us to see differently i, I remember that she encouraged us to do not copy exactly what is there with the same color she was like just see it with your eyes <laughs> just invent it reinvent it right so i learned of course you know the techniques everything and when i moved to italy yes um, i continued the school and learning of painting techniques and from the other side it became a tool for me to do my inner journey through paintings that means that has started to bring whatever is happening there. So if you look at my personal collection, because I have collection and then I have client collection. So my personal collection of them, all of them, each of them is a journey, is a story. So I have one, uh, actually now two, unfortunately, that I when I lost a friend, so my friends passed away and I went through a very, you know, uh, trauma, you know, when you lose a friend suddenly. So uh, I start to paint that and put all my trauma, sadness, whatever griefs comes out into the painting. It could be also something nice, you know, um, I got married to my, um, to my best friend and I painted us, you know, the love story. <laughs> so whatever... <clears throat> important things for me that I needed to talk about it and it was beyond the words and beyond the writing or talking it went to my painting so painting helped me to digest emotions to work around it to to transform it and to see it also with grief and sadness <clears throat> beautifully said again and what i love from your story what you wrote in your story <clears throat> your life is a canvas and you are the painter of your life i love what you express with that do you want to say a little bit more about it yeah so i think sometimes so i see the word like that that there are of course stuff that they're not under our controls right um, now it's the day, so it's not on my control. I cannot turn it night, right? Um, like many other things that is going on, all the difficulties and challenges in the world of today. So beside that, we have the control of our life, how we want to react to things, how we would like to see things, you know? Um, yesterday, I just received a very bad news, and um, I just thought about that. How can it change my life? And I got upset for some times. And then I started smiling. I was like, okay, let's apply that on myself, right? Let's just smile on it and see how I can turn it to something better. And then sitting with that for sometimes, I've seen the real change in my heart. My heart was not heavy. So I was like, okay, no, I changed it. It's not that bad I thought about, right? So that's why I think we have free will for many things to take that victim role from ourselves away and put us in control because until we see ourselves as a victim, we do not go anywhere. We need to be the heroes of our life, right? The painter of our life and then put the color that we really wish into our every day. Wonderful, Anita. And mm -hmm. if 
if you imagine now you you paint Anita in 20 years, how would the canvas look like? Hmm, that's a nice question. I'd never think of it because I do very intuitive painting, right? So I encourage people to be in the present moment. Uh, actually, we do vision board as well. So vision board, we imagine ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. um, so I like to continue the way that I have um, taken, you know, to to support women in in their life, to reduce stress, to reduce, um, let's say, the things that they do not need anymore, to let go of trauma, to help them in their path, and at the end long story short to change their story their relationship with themselves in order to build a better relationship with others um i think that will be an isa um in some years yeah um writing my book so my book is uh, the second book is ongoing i'm writing a book about emotional healing with art and meditation so you ask in 20 years maybe i don't know i have three four <laughs> other books <laughs> in that time and i want to be happy and have inner peace i think yeah the anisa that i see is a person mm. who is you know calm grounded and has inner peace and she's in the service of others yeah nice and where is anisa living in 20 years in which country i'm very open to live um anywhere to be honest at the moment, Switzerland is home. So I've been here seven years now. I like the energy. I like the people. I like the openness. I like to connect with lots of expats. So I just find myself in a flow. So to be honest, I don't know. I just trust the intuition and the word, you know. If there is anything that I need to accomplish in somewhere else, I'm, I'm happy to move. And do you ever think of going back to Iran? That's a good question. I think one day, if it is a place can serve other people as I do here freely, why not? It is my country, right? It is my country. So yes, if it is uh, the freedom to be as we are, yes. Mm, nice. And um, just about a little bit uh, about your own paintings. Uh, you showed me some work, recent work, just before we started. Um, when do you paint? Mm. Is there a special time in the day or how do you do it? That's also a good question. So I divide painting into two categories. One is my personal um, collection for myself and one is for clients, right? So for myself, I go to painting when that inner voice is there and it's a go and paint. It can be any time. It can be in the morning, it can be during life, it can be in the evening. Uh, or sometimes I have a vision. Um, like I described one of the paintings that I have done some years ago, my mom was uh, sick. And she was going through a very difficult time. I was praying for her from here. I couldn't visit her. I couldn't travel to Iran. It was actually a long time that I didn't see her. But because of issues, I couldn't travel there. And she couldn't come here. So what I have done, I just prayed for her. Um, 
you know, talk to her regularly. And I visited some holy places and I went to um, Maria Stein in Basel. So for praying, right? Um, I can pray anywhere, right? Any holy places for me is holy. And there I've seen, I had a vision of like a blue angel. And I came back home and I said, I need to paint that, right? So I sit up and I paint for hours. So it really depends. Sometimes I paint my dreams. Something comes and I need to paint. So that's it. If I paint for mm -hmm. client, I try to have a good energy. So I sit there when I have a good energy, good vibes, and I connect to the energy of a person. Say, okay, that person wants something, for example, reborn, right? Or I had a client who lost his son and she wanted something to uplift her, right? So then I try to connect to her energy and say, okay, what is her need? What she likes to see every day as a color. So then I go through that at the time of day that I have a really good energy, right? <clears throat> so nice. And when the people see your painting they ordered, <clears throat> What do you hear as feedbacks or? At the beginning, they say, oh my God, that's very colorful. <laughs> so then they need to, to look into that and they ask, what does it mean? And then I ask them, what is your feeling that you get, right? It is valid. The, the meaning that I have, it's also valid. The feeling get from it because what is a piece of art it is something that brings a certain feeling to you right it can be the a reminder it can be a reminder that bring an idea or something through a day to you right it's a it can be like a ritual to looking at a painting and say wow i want to have positive thoughts every day right or I have trust, or um, my life is loads of prosperity. And you look at the painting and that brings that idea, right? I don't know if you're, um, if the dear audience see the painting that I have behind, uh, probably no. Um, I have a dancer, Sufi dancer. And for me, that is that life is a dance, right? So it's a reminder for me when difficulties come as Anissa, that goes away as well, dance with it. So I feel that smoothing. So yeah, that is what I get also from the other people when you start to discuss about it. And that is the reason why they order it because they want a certain feeling or reminder during the day, during uh, every time that they look into that art, right? I imagine it, it's so beautiful when people order paintings from you. They they maybe have a certain expectation and then you probably paint something totally different. And uh, you, as you told now, you introduce them to your painting and to, to work with it. I think this is beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I think they know how how the paintings and colors are, you know, and when they come to me, they kind of have a trust. So we get to know each other and if they have a wish, of course, they bring it. Otherwise, they just let it to me. 
to bring um, that feeling for them, right? Mm. And how do you combine the painting with meditation? Do you want to tell something about that? Absolutely. That's a very interesting point. So meditation is something that when people hear about it, some people are like, oh, oh no, 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 I cannot sit. No, I don't have time. No, don't ask me. I cannot gather my thoughts. So working many hours, many years, and meditation myself and taking courses and you know classes seminars i learned different type of meditation and most of them they ask you kind of to to see it right of course there is walking meditation there is mindfulness and beside that there are many type of meditation that they ask you to see observing myself that when i paint i'm in such a flow you know that everything can happen around me and i'm in my world uh, I start to why I cannot bring that to other people because they need to experience that. It is something that has come to the mind. And from the other side, from the scientific point of view, when your hands and your eyes are doing same things, kind of same goal, your nervous system starts to relax, right? That's the second thing. And then it's creativity you start to create something. And when you start to create, your self-confidence starts to increase because you are the creator again, right? You're in control. And you see, my God, I can change it. I can transform it. I can, I can do something with it. And so that thought has started to, to be stronger. I think it was 2020, 2019, 2020 that I came with the idea of it combining the meditation and arts and I start to have in my first classes and people they were like oh my god I've never done that I cannot paint can I come to your class I was like you need to come to my class I want exactly you that you say no I don't want the artist I don't want someone who knows the techniques because then you start to you know and the many of them they told me you start to do not judge yourself to be free in that space. So it brings so much benefit. I think it just brings that a state of joy and being in the flow that you can do anything after, right? So I use it as a coaching. I do not call it therapy, but I use it as a coaching of inner world, you know? So you can do a lot actually with that. So you asked me, tell me about the process. Um, we started meditation basically. And then after a meditation, and sometimes a dance, you know, to make the people free. And after that, people start to paint and I guide them through the whole process. <clears throat> so nice. Well, so to close our beautiful conversation, <clears throat> what would you give to our audience? Maybe three important sentences or advice? So the first things I would like to say, you're not alone. You're supported. And the universe takes care of you. Just ask, really, truly with your heart, ask. It's given. And if it is not given, it has a reason that you will understand after. 
So the second thing that I would like to say, if you're in a healing process, be patient. <laughs> and sometimes healing process is not a end-to-end -end process. It's something that it is continue. You work on something. You say, oh, I've forgiven this person. Oh, that's so nice. After a year, it comes up. That's fine. You're a human being. So be patient with yourself. And the last thing uh, that's the same is Logan. Change your inner word step by step by your thoughts, exactly what you're thinking now. Just observe that, how you're talking to yourself. And then your action will change and looking yourself will change and you attract new people and new opportunities into your life. So beautiful, Zed. Thank you, thank you so much, Anita, for having been here. Thank you so much, Esther, again, for having me here for the kind invitation. <laughs> and thank you dear listener for still being here with us <laughs> and thank you so much for sharing this podcast with someone who needs to hear this episode and have an amazing